Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 83. Show is live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, your home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media. Most important, subscribe to the YouTube channel to get all our shows first. You can also get the audio versions at the usual podcast and radio platforms. We've also added Amazon Music to that long list, including Spotify, Stitcher, all the others. And, um, of course, if you want to streamline your Ace Podcast Nation content, you can just follow the football show at AC Footy Show uh, on all platforms, social media platforms. And uh, just as we wait for everyone to fill up 
Uh, yes, James, that song is a banger to start the weekend. It's been a couple of weeks since we've heard the intro song as well, so it was nice to hear it again. But uh, yeah, just as we're waiting for the, everything to fill up, big thank you as usual to Black Diamond Sports, a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages and, of course, their website, as they've been making some big moves recently, expanding in various fields. Uh, the it link's in the description and, of course, the closing credits. And a big thank you to Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. Here's a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Bespoke Financial specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show. And you can of course check out the links at the end to uh, check out some of their products and information about their things they do. Uh, today is Friday. The Championship show is back. Hopefully it's Friday, which means normally means my computer is not going to work or it's going to freeze or something will go wrong because it's Friday, but fingers crossed, everything will go well. Joining me to talk the championship is none other than uh, the goal collector himself, the fox in the box, Cardiff City and ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, David Jones's favourite son, Mr Andrew Campbell. Welcome. Happy Friday, my friend. You muted... It's been a very good week. It's been a very good week for uh, two of my teams, by the way. Uh, four points out of uh, out of two games for both of them. Um, some cracking results. Um, not fantastic performances, which I'll go on about soon. Um, I, said I nearly fell asleep on... Um, well, no, I did fall asleep on Wednesday night watching one of them, which um, Tuesday night, which I can't remember which one. All, every, all the days seem to roll into one. But listen, loads of action, loads of good goals, loads of poor defending. The championship side seems to be the gift what keeps on giving. You know what I mean, and 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 for me, outside outside of the big league, you know what I mean. If it wasn't for the Premier League, with all all what's going on, the Championship would be, if not one of the best leagues in the world. Yeah, mate, it's, it's unbelievable, and you never. It's so difficult to predict because it's just all over the place. Uh, every time you think teams are getting a bit of a run together, they kind of just blow it. Yeah. The next game is is incredible. Anyone really can beat anyone. Um, and what I really enjoyed this week was um, just watching the carnage that the pointless international break has done to teams' forms. Um, it always the same every year, mate, isn't it? That early, yeah, well, we, that early uh, break seems to really kill the yeah. form of teams or the lack of form. I, I don't like it, Si. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the, where it leaves certain teams, you know. The teams go in form and uh, players pick up injuries, you know. I'll, I'll use... Uh, we, we spoke about it briefly before, about uh, Kiefer Moore, that... 
Um, he obviously picked up an injury against England. He then continued to play the next game for uh, for Wales. He didn't play both games this week for Cardiff. You know what I mean? I know it's two games in short space of time, but it's early in the season. Players should be able to do that. And thankfully, you know, I know we'll talk about the games, but thankfully they picked up positive results. But if they didn't, and it's because Questions, of yeah. a fitness, if it's not, if it's a fitness issue because of injuries, because of internationals, it's not fair when the clubs who who pay hard-earned money. You know that. Teams haven't got a lot of money at the minute, so they can't afford to be wasting money on on, uh, on players and wages, uh, and then not getting the value. Yeah, and the other thing with Keith Moore quickly is that did he need to play in that second game after he'd had a knock for Wales, or should they have really be taking care of him? And you know, he's had a knock. Let's not play him. I don't know. You know, I don't know what they're, uh, I know people, they should or they shouldn't. I but. know people say so. I don't know that they're competitive games. In my eyes, they're not a competitive game. So for me, he didn't need to play. He didn't need to play the first game. So he certainly doesn't need to play the second or the third, then, does he? He's just a, sometimes a, these games can just be a little bit too much too soon. For, yeah, for, I'm not for going there again. We can't talk international football again. We'll have the same conversation again. It's just, I hate it. Yeah, I agree completely, by the way. Um, <clears throat> on to A, a or B, mate, because we're going to be 60 minutes yeah. sharp today. So, um, first bit of A or B. I've picked both today, actually. I just realised. Yeah, you have, yeah. But uh, being greedy. So, uh, the first one, for all the people who think I'm a Man United fan, this isn't going to help. But it is EFL-based. Um, Paul Scholes was brought in by Salford City, League Two. Um, Graham Alexander was sacked. He was unbeaten. Uh, unbeaten start to the season. Obviously, he'd gotten promoted, etc. Um, very experienced player, manager. Um Particularly in that kind of lower, lower, lower league system, and uh, they, as usual, Scholes and Neville and Co. Ruthless. Alexander out, Paul Scholes in temporarily. I don't expect him to stay there too long. I think he's just there while they sort of manager out. But what was your reaction to that? Um, I'll be honest. I'd love to see the remit of a of a manager and what the expectations are of a manager at that club because um, promotion doesn't seem to save you a job. Um, Stability doesn't seem to save your job. So it, it, for me, it's uh, it's quite a cutthroat industry football at the best of times. But they're more than most, unfortunately. You know, so I I, I do feel as though the um, the next manager who goes under, go, whoever goes there is under severe pressure, um, and they're fighting a little battle from day one because they've had so much success si, in a short space of time that whoever goes there, they are due a tough time soon because they're going to hit a level where they're either going to spend loads of money. Um, or they're just going to struggle, I, I, and I do, uh, I do really feel sorry for whoever takes over because it's 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 also an appealing job as well. So a lot of people will want it. Uh, a lot yeah. of people who are in the job will want it, um, but the grass is always greener, uh, and that's probably the point that I'd probably say to a lot of people. But I, th- I thought Graham did a great job. He's he's a good manager. Uh, he did a really good job at Preston, um, and I, I do feel sorry for him. But I do <laughs> believe he'll he'll walk into another job and he'll be a successful manager because I think he's he's, he's he, he always has a as a as a certain style of playing, and it, and it's always quite appealing to to supporters and and for the viewers. I've always enjoyed watching him watching his teams play. Well, here's a question for you, mate. Um, should a League Two side be sacking a manager because the style of play is not up to the standard of what like? Or should it purely be based on success? Because he was unbeaten. I mean, they're unbeaten this year. Um, go on, answer that first. I've got another question about it then. Um, listen, I don't think you can say this because I, I looked at Cardiff City's style of football the year they got promoted to the Premier League and it was it was pretty poor. But results speak for themselves. So for me, we're in the results business, are we not? So results, results speak for itself. If you're winning games or you're unbeaten, then you're in the best position possible and, and, and the league doesn't lie. But... Uh, well, 
Kevin Keegan played the best football in the world in 97, 98, 99, but didn't win anything. So is that what yeah. is that what they want to achieve? Do they want all this expansive goal-scoring, attacking football, but they lose every week? And they don't want that. Fergie didn't have a have a philosophy when when they first came in about about doing things a certain way. They 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 just ground teams down at times at United, and 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 until they um, until they probably got Cristiano Ronaldo. You know what I mean? They had a different style of playing football because they didn't have those kind of world-class footballers. So I do find style of football quite um, extraordinary that they're talking about that at that level because everyone's, you know, I mean, we know down the further you go down down the leagues you are, that there's less football being played. And how can you play football if a team's setting up to break you down and um, and, and upset you and, and kick you, for example? So it's a difficult one for me to take that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to ask, you mentioned it'll be a tricky job for whoever takes over. But I think yeah. But well, yeah. I think um, they have shown though that they'll they will spend money yeah. if they if they need to. They've got that money. You know, they're all multi millionaires, and they've also got that Peter Lim, who I believe is not far off being a a billionaire from what I can gather. Yeah. Um, or he's certainly loaded. So they're yeah. not short of a few quid. So I don't think you know if they. I think if they feel that it's the right player and the right manager, etc., they'll pay. You know, they've shown they'll spend money. Even when they were in the non-league system, they spent a lot of money. So, you know, be interesting who they bring in because. Um, but then, but there's then, some uh, big I names, could, mate. Around, yeah, who I totally agree. Work. I totally agree. But then I could throw some else at you. So why sack him now? Then why not sack him um, three weeks ago? So then a new manager come, could come in and spend all that money. I got the money. Well, got the I, finances. Yeah, I did wonder that, and I also wondered a couple of when they took over how long it would be before one of them fancied a crack at it. Um, and I do wonder whether that's Scholes or whether that's, uh, Gary Neville said he does not interested in being a manager anymore. Phil Neville's just finished with the women or is about to finish with the England women. Yeah, might he fancy it? I mean, Phil Neville. Uh, listen, if you could put, be a if, show. You put, if you put them them together, how can um, you know? I mean, the players will want to play for them. They'll get a little bit more time than anybody else. The style of football and and the, and the players that can attract to that football club, being managers, will be bigger than they, they are as owners. So you know, I mean, for mm. me, would it be a risk? No. Because I think it'll be it'll be win win, but it's it's just uh, long term. Is that is that their aspirations? Is that they want what they want to do? Yeah, and uh, last lastly on this, um, Craig Sullivan with a cracking question: How far can Salford go with that stadium? Um, uh, not well. <laughs> Limited, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Would I they think, even I, be able I to go up to are. League One? With that stadium, uh, yeah, well, they meet yeah, the requirements, yeah, I think so. do they? Well, I think you probably would because you, as long as you're all seater and you're and, and it's safety and it passes all the safety requirements, doesn't matter how big it is. But you're gonna listen. You're limited because it's it's difficult. You're gonna have to pay more pay more money to people to go the higher you go up in the leagues. They're not gonna generate any more money than what they are because even a full stadium sellout week in week out is not gonna generate the kind of money what other teams are bringing in the in the league one in championship. Um, so you know, I mean, it's all well and good having these aspirations, which are great, by the way. But it's you've got to try and generate more money. You look, look, what, why, why have Man United done what they've done with the stadium? Why have Arsenal moved stadiums? Why have Man City moved stadiums? Why have Liverpool gone, gone bigger and better? Um, why did Middlesbrough leave? Why did Cardiff City leave? They leave because it's it's a financial decision and a business decision. I do think that if they were to get to kind of championship level, um, I do believe that then they would start looking towards building a new stadium somewhere. Yeah. Because I think ultimately, if they get to that championship level, it's only a matter of time before they go up. 
Yeah. Because just you look at the upward curve since they've taken over, they've got the finances and the football knowledge and contacts to ultimately go yeah. and go and go until they hit their, you know, until they hit their targets, basically. Um, yeah, I agree. That's what I agree. The, uh, the second bit of any other business we've got is uh, Daily, I think it was the Times, actually, this week, or maybe the Telegraph, I might be wrong, uh, reported that the EFL rejected a uh, £375 million pound offer from a, an American investment firm for a 20% stake in the EFL uh, that basically would have helped uh, solve a lot of clubs' cash crises, if not all of them. Um, I found it really, really interesting. Um, I believe there's a similar, a similar, sorry, deal was offered to the Premiership Rugby. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Oh no, sorry, I correct myself. Um, there's a similar deal in place with a different firm in rugby, uh, in the Premiership, I think it is. Uh, it's, it's certainly an interesting. Um, Interesting thing, mate. But ultimately, I can, I, I'm not I can sure see. Right I thing. can see why. I can see why they turned it down for me. I think. I think it's. It's probably the amount of control and power that 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 they've still got hold of. So for me, for me, I, I just see if somebody wants to buy and take full control of it, and and the business model and the business plan is going to make the league and the club stronger and that's sustainability. Then I'm all for it. But. For me, what are you buying into? You know what I mean? You're buying into an organisation who's lending money to clubs. You know what I mean? You're never going to get that back. Yeah. I, so you know what I mean? You're not, you know what I mean? Especially, it's is it... slippery slope, isn't it? Yeah. Like, when you sell so. it? And, I think, and, and then I also think as well, I think um, the first club who uses this fund, um, I, I believe there's going to be club after club after club, but what's the what's the credentials to use this kind of money? You know what I mean? That's my that's worry and my concern as well, that um, teams are going to want to just wipe the debts out, which is fine, but there's got to be a level that you're at. And if you can't play the players, there's got to be, you know what I mean? Because Cardiff City have got loads of debt, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the chairman said, and uh, Middlesbrough Football Club have got loads of debt, and Luton Town will have loads of debt, Stoke City will have loads of debt, because Stoke City have got their highest wage bill in, in the championship. But that's not a reason to, to get funded no. and get extra money. It's for what teams like Macclesfield Town and Berry and teams who are really stupid. Yes. What is interesting is um, it says in the report that uh, the 72 EFL clubs were not uh, discussed and it was not put to them to, to have any input on it. So I'm uh, not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. I think I almost feel like it should have been put to them. But ultimately, if it didn't get that far, maybe... There was no need. I, d so I don't in, think. Um, I, I don't think they'll, be, they'll have been accepted. Say, I'll be honest. I think. Uh, no, I, think I don't clubs, either. I think, I think it's clubs, a slippery slope, mate. Yeah. I think clubs are happy with the way, with the way EFL running their running their league. Believe it <laughs> or not, I honestly do. I know we laugh and we joke and we say how well they're doing, but um, they know, um, or part of them, I think that I think they believe that they're doing a good job. Mm. So in rugby, uh, CVC Capital Partners has a deal with the Premiership Rugby, where it owns a twenty-seven percent stake in the the league system I'm not, I'm not familiar with rugby but um i just think it's a slippery slope to start selling out bits and pieces of the league yeah i don't like it i think it's one thing having it you know like sponsored by skybet or whatever but and obviously you had like the barclays premier league didn't you and then you had the carlin premiership yeah. but i think if you if you're selling the lead the 
the what is it? I suppose the IP. I, I guess. Yeah. But, well, basically, yeah. But you just someone. For me, I think it's a long-term investment. Somebody will wanna. They'll they'll wanna see how it's run, and then they'll probably invest more, get a bigger percentage, or buy it out and talk. In in so long, but just if somebody wants it, take over, take over now and and and. The problem you've got though, mate, is if it was American-based. You look at the way they're already like the owners of Liverpool United over the last few years have been angling to change the the pyramid system or the pyramid. Um, I do think that they would rather see a franchise franchise type system yeah. within soccer or football, whatever you want. Yeah, to call I, it. I, I agree. And that worries me because I don't want to see that. Mm. Um, the only sport which I think it actually works really well is American football and cricket. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a good thing to deal with any other sport. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way the system is. Mm. I just think the people who run it need to be football people, not yeah. politicians and I agree and such. I totally agree. Um, right, I'm just going to have a cough because I can't breathe. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right. right. Um, so what we're going to do today, because there's two lots of games and because we want to keep it to a sharp hour, uh, instead of going game by game, we're going to go team by team and discuss the action uh, that way. So we're going to start at the base of the table with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, what did you make of their week? Um, obviously, the league table is... And, and I know we've always we always mentioned about the league table doesn't lie, but this league table does lie for them uh, personally. I mean, they're the, they had a good result on at the weekend uh, against Birmingham City away from home. It was obviously going to be a game with uh, not uh, a massive amount of goals and chances the way that both teams set up. Um, I thought Sheffield Wednesday probably deserved it in the end. Uh, obviously a 1-0 victory with a, a penalty from Barry Bannon. Um, I didn't expect him to miss when he got the ball. I thought he was excellent. Uh, but then they lost at home to Brentford in the week after going 1-0 down. Callum Patterson scored his first goal from a... It was Cardiff made and then Cardiff finished from Kadeem Harris and then, and then Patterson. So... Um, this obviously shows that the ex-Cardiff City players are obviously still doing well in the Championship. Uh, but obviously Ivan Tony for Brentford is is just on fire at the minute. He's had a really good week himself with four goals uh, and scored two goals in the first half, which you can't give Brentford those kind of chances, those kind of th- those kind of games. So, but for me, I think Sheffield Wednesday will will do a little bit better once they get to zero points or plus points because I think a monkey will be, will be off the back a little bit. But at the minute, the league table looks really bad for them because the the what the six or seven points out of um, safety, so to speak. Yes, it's, it's a difficult one for them, isn't yeah. it? Um, Kadeem Harris, I think, was in my team of the year last year for the championship. I thought oh, he was, um, yeah, I thought he was really had a really had a good season. Um, I think, you know, from a Sheffield Wednesday point of view, it's very much about just getting as many points on the board as quickly as possible. Yeah, and they are um, sad. They're doing it the right way. You know, they, they went they went to Birmingham, really tough game, got the victory, and then when they come at home, I expected them probably to pick a point up or pick pick all three up against Brentford because. They've, picked, they've got confidence. They're playing well, but then to lose a game, it also it also adds pressure as well. Yeah, and I think um, Birmingham have started the season very well, um, and I think their results don't necessarily reflect how well they've been playing. Yeah. They've been quite impressive, and as I've mentioned before, I, the thing I like about them is they're you know they are a very young squad and uh, enjoy seeing young players given a chance, which yeah. we'll talk about a bit more in a minute. Uh, Wickham Wanderers next, mate. What did you make of their week? Um, not a great week. Um, so mm. you know they got off to struggling. A, yeah, they got to a really good start at the weekend against um, uh, Millwall. Uh, not no fault of their own, by the way. They were they were gifted a goal by 
Um, and that's what's really struggling, I think, at the minute. Gareth's really struggling to get his side to score goals and attack. It's a really tough league, and um, the league's really um, kicked on at another level with the amount of money which is involved coming down from the Premier League, the amount of teams who come up who's spending money, the size of the clubs in there. So it was always going to be tough, but I did expect them to start a little bit better than they have done. Um, and, yeah, really worried for them at the minute because it's... Uh, it's a really tough league, um, and then they went in the midweek and played uh, Reading, and it was always going to be a tough game. Reading are on fire at the start of the season, like they have been for the last few years. So it's a, it's a tough, uh, tough, tough team to uh, to go and play against. Yeah, it's a shame, um, but like you say, I expected them to start better because I thought they'd be on a high from the playoff, you know, a couple of weeks before the season started, really. Yeah. Um, and when I saw they were winning versus Millwall, I thought, finally, here we go, they're going to get their season going. And, yeah, it just yeah. didn't. I th- I, I, listen, I hope soon. You know, they scored one goal sign that was given to them at the weekend, so it's a difficult one. They let thirteen goals in. It's a it's a really tough start, harder than I imagined, and I'm guessing harder than Gareth and, and the players imagined as well. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, they uh, they can get it together. Though I do think, though, if they can, once they get that first win, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go on a little bit of a run and start yeah, scoring they need a bit it. more freely. Yeah, they need it. But, Listen, um, the teams who have always come upside play with a bit of freedom and that's what they're lacking a little bit at the minute. They're lacking a little bit of freedom, a little bit of confidence yeah. and a little bit of belief. That's, that they haven't got come. that carefree attitude which the teams who come up so often have No, where they they almost throw players forward, yeah. they defend a bit streaky and yeah. they Listen, si, We that. spoke about last year, we spoke about uh, Barnsley, kept loads of clean sheets in League One couldn't keep a clean sheet in the championship, but then they scored more goals. So it was, yeah, it's, it's a little bit like um, more entertaining. Place, yeah. But it's but then they stayed up last game. So you know, what I mean, if Wickham can stay up last game, fantastic for them. But the way the league's at the minute, you know, what I mean, luckily, luckily enough for them is is a side finished with minus ten, so the minus twelve. So at the minute, they're they're not bottom by default. But um, no. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long season. Next up, mate, is Derby County, who've had a horror of a week. And, yeah, uh, and the play tonight as well. side story going on there as well, yeah, which we'll talk about in just a sec. But and the play, the play tonight as well. Uh, the play tonight against Nottingham Forest in a, in a local derby. Oh, so. Give us your prediction then, before um, we start. till we talk about them. Well, to be honest, I think Chris Hewton's done a decent decent job start, start yeah. since he's come in. So for me, I think he'll have the players right up for it. I think it's uh, Philip Cock, who's a, a dead man walking. I'll be honest, I know we're going to talk about that in a second, but... I, I don't see him getting out of this. I don't see, you know, that they, they went to Norwich with the one that that saved his job. Uh, I thought they would have kicked on a little bit. They played uh, Watford last Friday. Um, Pedro scored a worldie. Can't help that, but they looked clueless going forward. Uh, and then played Huddersfield in the week, and Bakuna scored the winner. Another another game without a goal, and just look, just lacking ideas, just lacking ideas, lacking goals. And with the team with Wayne Rooney in it last year, they had Waghorn, Chris Martin. Um, uh, players who, who who would just create chances and score goals. They're just, just they're massively lacking something this year, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, I go for Forest as well. Derby this week particularly more so than even they have all season. Looks so disjointed defensively. You almost feel like they're going to concede, concede a goal every time yeah. the ball's in that area, and I think yeah. that's really worrying when you look at the kind of players they've got. And defensively, actually, I'd say when you look at their squad on paper. If you take out this season and the last season, and you just looked at them on paper, they've got David Marshall in goal. They were lucky to keep hold of him because there was talk of him going to Celtic, which is a better I mean, goalkeeper for me. So that's a, that's that's a, that's a plus. That's better than what they had this time last year. Well, mate, David Marshall is one of the best goalkeepers the championships ever seen. Yeah, you know, he's totally agree. Um, defensively, they got you know Davis and, and Clark. Um, they got players like Andre Wisdom on the bench. Yeah. So they're, they're on missing, paper, defensively, they should be good. Yeah. But they're, they're missing not. Tom Huddleston. 
Um, yeah. Lawrence yeah. Lawrence hasn't started the season um, half as well as, as what he ended it. You know what I mean? He had a really good end after what happened last year. Um, at least I, they I, played Clark this week. Yeah, mean, well, the week exactly. before I they think, left uh, him on the bench. I think, I think it's, it's difficult. Obviously, the, the Solder two were younger players at Sheffield United. I think that's a big miss because... It gives them energy. You know, I mean, that yeah. gives them energy. The bomb on from 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 fullback areas, and they can get up and down because they're young and they're keen. But they're, they're massively missing something. They're not scoring enough goals. That's, that's yeah. For sure. I think um, Tom Huddleston's role in that team is massively uh, yeah. uh, underrated as well. He protects yeah. them, and he's just a very good player. But uh, he's experienced as well around yeah. some of those younger players. Um, also, in the Daily Mail this week, there was a report that. Uh, Philip Koku is a dead man walking and Wayne Rooney will become player coach if they lose on Friday or tonight. Um, and even if he does win, it's basically only a matter of time. Look, we've been saying that since last January that mm. you know, he's in, under that extra bit of pressure because Rooney's there, Rooney wants to get into coaching. Everyone knows this. Mm. The problem is Koku's never really got them going. Yeah. They had that little run towards the end of last year, but that was more it seemed to be more to do with Rooney coming in and giving the squad a lift yeah. than Koku tactically changing or something or, or making them better and that's my worry is he hasn't made them better he's made yeah. them a lot worse tactically and defensively yeah. and offensively as well it's not like he hasn't had time size as well you know you, you spoke about off offensively there that um, the players that he, he's he's let go um, you know what I mean a target man you know what I mean that's quite a British British thing to have and you know what I mean, but that's what the championship's all about. You know what I mean? You've you've, you've got runners either side. That's what Lawrence Lawrence worked off and played off some good work by Chris Martin last year. So Chris Martin leaves, goes to Bristol City. What did Bristol City do? Start scoring goals, start putting balls in the box. You know that you can't you can't beat a good championship experienced centre forwards. You know what I mean? They're, they're like dust and they cost a lot of money. So to let them go on a free, it's just scandalous for me. So yeah, they've got nobody to blame but themselves. But they're not the only championship club, mate. Which no, seem no, to no. be making these weird decisions about fees and and letting yeah. players go. Yeah, totally agree. It's, uh, it's a strange one. Uh, yeah. Next up, we're looking at Barnsley's week. Uh, we spoke about Barnsley about letting loads of goals in and scoring loads of goals. Uh, two two and two two. So great two result against Bristol, I thought. Well, I thought both. I thought uh, uh, Bristol City at home two two, and then Stoke City were two two. I know. Stoke City had a man sent off to the week, so they probably would have expected a little bit, little bit more. But if you offered them um, two points out of two games and um, four goals, I think they'd have snapped your hands off because I think it's been a really strong week. You know, I watched them uh, the week before at Middlesbrough, and um, they, they were they were poor. You know, I mean, they weren't they weren't great. And, um, and the week before, they drew against uh, Coventry City. So that mm. you know, what I mean, it's about churning points over this time of the year. You know, I mean, they lost some influential players, but uh, you know, what I mean, for me. I think they've had a fabulous week. I think they've had a really, really strong week. Yeah, to get a draw against Stoke and Bristol, Bristol have been on fire. Yeah. Um, what I did, for, it wouldn't be, I don't know if I'd be too happy if I was Bristol, conceding a 102nd minute penalty. Um, I don't know if I'd be too happy about that. But no, no. Well, to be honest, there was. I think there was all the things happening in the game and, uh, so there's a lot of injury time, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Minutes, the, uh, like. For me, I don't. I can't always justify. Was there the like a like a stretcher job sort of thing? Yeah, there was. Yeah, like there was. Uh, yeah, it was. A, it was a bad injury, but you know, I don't. I don't think that the things add up. And then the they went about. Oh, well, there was six substitutions, and there's another three, four minutes. Well, I, I don't get that. I don't. So they add that. They some games they add it. Some games they. Some, yeah, some I know. Games so they just, don't. But, but still a lot of time to add on because then you're adding eight onto four, and it's just you know. I mean, and there's there's how your how your how your season can be defined sometimes. 
but they've had a tough, you know, three games: Middlesbrough, Barnsley, yeah, really and, uh, Middlesbrough, Bristol, and Stoke. Yeah, Next really game's tough. Millwall. So, yeah, really tough. You know, if they can get a win tomorrow, I think they've had a successful. Yeah. Three or four games. Yeah, I agree. Uh, against some big teams. Um, who we got next? Uh, Nottingham Forest. Go on, and New Forest. Uh, Nottingham Forest. Listen, they go, they go to the Blackburn Rovers. Um, new manager. Um, get off to a fabulous start, beating beating them one 0 with a very late very late goal. Uh, and then they play Rotherham United at home and thinking this is a formality. They're going to beat them very comfortably and they go one 0 down and you're chasing the game side. You know that it's it's so difficult to chase games against any side, but um, they give a poor penalty away. Uh, and then he makes a couple of good substitutions. Uh, Lyle Taylor comes on, uh, and Harry Arter comes on. So the two who I've been calling for for all season to be playing up front together, and um, and they're involved in the equaliser uh, for Sammy Amiobi. Lewis Grabbing was in particular, um, and the draw went all. But I think yeah, for me, I think that's two points dropped. But yeah, I think. No, it's it, but, but but overall, it was a it was a, it was a really good week for Chris Hutton. Yeah, it was a good start. They looked like a team who were a bit more together and a bit more, uh, not just focused, but also they just looked a bit more tactically cohesive. They, um, they look like a team side now. Yeah, they were all over the place they look, they look at the start, like start of the season. And, and that's I know, defensively and offensively. It's funny, isn't it? But like we, I was saying about the mental block and uh, how losing on losing the playoff place on the last day to goal difference and then... That's carried over into this season, but now all of a sudden, that's that hangover seems to have gone. So are we yeah. saying that, that that hangover was because of the manager? Uh, it's it's well, a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, players well, have got to take responsibility for how badly they've started yeah, the season. I totally, I totally agree. But sometimes you don't know what's getting said before games. So are they going? Are they going with that mental block of? Um, uh, remember what happened against Swansea. We can't let that happen again. So you're always getting reminded of it. You know, so I, I don't know that's happening. By the way, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just second guessing. But I just think um, the way a new manager comes in, sometimes it's always written in the wall. And I feel really sorry for current manager uh, for managers who lose their jobs because uh, because a manager always comes in and changes the fortunes around very quickly. Yeah, and I got to say, like Blackburn have been banging form. Blackburn have been got a great squad. So to get a win against Blackburn was a big result. Uh, for Forest and yeah. Yeah, like you say dropping points really against uh, Rotherham next up newcomers Coventry were uh, next yeah t- a tough game at the weekend against Brentford um, Ivan Tony obviously played against him last year for Peterborough um, it's gone again uh, he's had a, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him very soon but he, uh, he's had a good week uh, really hard for Coventry you know that it's all about them picking up uh, as many points as they can uh, early doors just to give themselves a footing chance um, to stay in the league, you know, the, the, the drew against Swansea, so it, it, they must be doing something right, you know. I, I know it was a home game and um, they went one 0 off through Shipley. Uh, IU equalised, but I thought they did really well for long periods. They created some chances. Uh, second half in particular, I thought they were very good, but they just couldn't get that second goal. And uh, and we just spoke about their side about Wickham not scoring enough goals, uh, Rotherham not scoring enough goals, Coventry City not scoring enough goals. The difference between Barnsley last year, Luton. To be fair, scored a few goals, yeah. but um, the difference between the league one and the championship is massive. You know, what I mean, I know people say it's not, but it is, and I think we're seeing that. It is, but if you look over the last few seasons, teams who've succeeded coming up, it's those teams who've been able to score, but it's the way they've played. Yeah. They've kind of played with a bit of freedom, and for saying that, I don't, I'm six... not really seeing that from the teams who've come up yeah. so far. They've scored a goal a game, six goals in six games, but they've let ten goals in. You know what I mean? So you, yeah, you've got to justify something. But it's a, it's a tough league. Jump. It's a tough league, side, You know. Good result though against Swansea, mate. Yeah, Swansea really being good. Pretty yeah, good form, really good. So. Really good. Unlucky. 
And Birmingham City. Birmingham. Birmingham, they've had a terrible week. And um, I said at the start of the season, side that uh, Aitor had obviously took over. He has a style of play in the Championship, which works when it works, but when it doesn't work, it doesn't look great. You know what I mean? Two 1-0 defeats, mm. um, scored three goals this season. Yes, they've only let four in in six games, which is defensively very good, considering you've lost two games, but they don't score enough goals. That um, I watched the game in, in the week against uh, Norwich City for big, for long parts, and it was a nil-nil draw all day long. Nil-nil draw, but then you switch off for five seconds, all of a sudden you give a give an 87-minute winner to the other side and Adam Clayton got sent off and it's, by the time you know it, yeah, the it whole thing's pieces, gone wrong, isn't it? You know, so, really bad week for Birmingham, but um, I'm sure I told turn things around. Listen, he's got a he's got a very good squad of players. He's got a better squad of players at the club now than they had last year with Drew Bellingham in it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And they, you know, they. I think the hardest thing is getting because they've got quite a young squad. Is getting those experienced players to to help those young players build up momentum and consistency yeah. of form. If they can do that, I think they'll be right up there in the top ten. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd expect them to be closer to the top ten than the bottom three at the end of the season, which probably curses them to the bottom three. Yeah, they're probably going to get now. Um, but of course Norwich, you know, a very difficult team to beat. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we got Rotherham United, the new players. Yeah. yeah, well, you just spoke about Norwich there. They played Norwich at the weekend. Uh, they won all ahead for long periods, and then all of a sudden, by the time you know it, ninety-three or four minutes, John Hubel scores a winner, and yeah. and then they play Nottingham Forest in the week. They let in a eightieth-minute equaliser. So two late goals, sir. You know, I mean, it can ruin confidence and it can shut shut you down. Is it a fitness thing? Are the players switching off? Is it because you're playing against good, better players than you used to, and you're not you're not concentrating for the full ninety minutes? You know, what I mean, they've been taught a, a, a massive lesson. You know that they can go back to when they got beat by Millwall at home by the mistake for uh, Jed Wallace. Um, lost against Millwall, drew against Birmingham, drew against Huddersfield, lost against Norwich, drew against Nottingham Forest. You know, it's a, they've had a they've had a tough month. You know, so I think I think they'll be enjo- I think they'll really enjoy uh, seeing the rest of this month out. Yeah, my thing with um, with the Norwich game is they did so well to get... They had a good early goal, um, and then it obviously went to pieces very quickly. They had a player sent off the, just after they'd conceded the equaliser, and then obviously a 95th-minute penalty. You can't switch off against the no. big teams, and it seems like they imploded a little bit in I the totally last 20 agree. minutes. Totally agree. Uh, Elliot Whitehead just said, can you sign his poster? Of course, Elliot. He's your biggest fan. Of course, of course. Why aren't we watching um, Derby against Forest? Because this show's far better than any football game on the planet absolutely spot on mate and uh, then we got QPR mate up and down team of the uh, year yeah um, I I can't work them outside one minute we we rave about them how how, how good they are going forward and then they have a week with no goals Uh, good result away away at Bournemouth with a clean sheet and then they come come home against Preston North End and don't don't normally travel and then can't defend again and don't score so I, I, I can't work them out. I really do. Uh, I really do think sometimes that the championship is just a, is just a, just a nightmare of a league. Mark Warburton must be, must be baffled sometimes. You know that he's he's got Macaulay Bourne. Um, he's got some good attacking players from from wide. Uh, he's just signed out Albert Adorma as well. So they've they've uh, they've got an opportunity to, to to kick on and upset some teams. But QPR for me, I think they're a middle table side. So I think they'll be. Um, they should be good enough, shouldn't they? Quite happy with that, yeah. But they got to make. They got to find some consistency in defence. It seems they uh, seem to yeah, be. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, problem. 
and uh, next up was Preston North End again started the season great yeah but, uh, yeah but obviously they didn't play up and down lately yeah well they didn't play on, on Saturday they played Sunday against Cardiff City and um, I think Cardiff got the mockers on Preston North End you know obviously they beat them last season in, in lockdown um, and then obviously Cardiff won again so yeah, it doesn't come any difficult than that but then they got a QPR which for me was probably a tougher game on paper um, away from home and, and the to go and win very comfortably and, and, and score two very good goals. So uh, they hit and miss, aren't they? I mean, they lose one, then they win yeah. one, they lose one, then they win one. So it's you know, it's it's another it's another thing. You look, look at last year's side. The start they had give them the opportunity to get in the playoffs, and you know, what I mean, it's going to be a big ask for them to go on and run like they had last year later on in the season because the league's going to get tougher because teams are going to spend more money in January, which is going to make the the league a, little, a lot more tougher. Indeed, indeed, yeah. I um, I like watching Preston, but you know, Cardiff Preston was always going to be a close game. They just didn't defend too well. But that seems to be a theme of the season, mate. Teams not defending too well. Um, Blackburn next. They started the season on fire. They've got an incredible squad built. Uh, they you know they really strengthened in the summer. And then all of a sudden, they've um, since since they drew with Cardiff, they've lost two games on the bounce. Yeah. Um, obviously got beat by Nottingham Forest at home, which uh, I think the longer that game went, I knew I knew there was going to be a goal and it was only going to be Nottingham Forest who got it because obviously the, the new manager, etc. Uh, and then uh, in the week, um, I, I watched the, the first 15, 20 minutes of the, uh, of the Blackburn game and they were absolutely shambolic all over the place. The goals they were giving away, the chances they were giving away. Uh, yes, Watford are like a breath of fresh air at the minute going forward and, and they've got some some really exciting players, but... Blackburn don't normally defend like that, and Tony Mowbray will be pulling his hair out because they're not scoring as many goals as as they did at the early, in the early part part of the season as well. Because um, obviously Armstrong, you know, scoring hat tricks and, and, and scoring goals, and I think the quicker uh, Bradley Dack gets back, he's a huge player for them in midfield. It'll be like a new signing, so I think it'll be. Uh, but they've still got good enough players for me. There's no excuse why they're losing the games that they're losing or not winning the games that they're winning. The three games without a win. Let's see if they can turn it around tomorrow when the um, when they play Coventry City away. Yeah, spot on, mate. Uh, next up is the mighty Cardiff City. Good, pretty good week. Yeah, they've had a they've had a fabulous week. Uh, like I say, you know, I mean, pressing North End away from home is a is a really tough game. I think um, the goal there, win one nil comfortably, another clean sheet, which is which is great. Harry Wilson makes his debut. Um, Ojo gets a winning goal, uh, fantastic. And you're going to you're going to then a, a really tough game against a side that's come down and to go one nil down um, shows some shows some spirit, shows some fighting. Fighting the boys, and uh, I was really pleased that they got back into it, and and I think they were they were unlucky not to win it. Yeah, I think so, and I think that one of the things will be, which was good for Cardiff, is obviously Ojo got his first goal. That's going to be big for for him as a young player. Um, Harry Wilson scoring his debut is good because you want your attacking players, which you bring in, particularly lone players, you need them scoring asap, don't you, to get a yeah. bit of a momentum, but. Yeah. I thought Harry Wilson looked excellent all round, yeah. not just his goal. I thought um, Smithy's Smithy's save though was out, of, out of this superb. world. But, but but I'm not surprised though, and I, and I think if that was a if that was a, a Premier League goalkeeper, it would be, it'd get mentioned all the time. But for me, I was expecting him to save those kind of things because I think he's he's playing with so much confidence and belief, and he is a top goalkeeper. And I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. But I think for me, uh, we said earlier on, didn't we? We we, we via text when we had a conversation. Uh, it was nice to see the uh, young young boy play left back big and um, get get an opportunity for Cardiff City because young players notoriously don't get an opportunity to play. Um, so it was nice. But you to, know why uh, he's got an opportunity, don't you? 
he's got an opportunity because Cardiff didn't strengthen in the right areas. Yeah, well, so obviously Jaws like, Jaws injured. Yeah, um, and you know, what I mean, normally they would, uh, but things are they could they could have played uh, they could have moved formation around. Nelson probably could have gone could have played out there, and they could have brought in. Uh, they probably would have played Sol. Patterson there. Wouldn't you know they? what I mean? Patterson could have played there. You know, I mean, you could even sold put, him. You could have even put Joe Walls out there to play to play fullback. You know, he sat on the it's bench. It's good so. that they gave it to the you oh, know, to a youngster. I'm really I'm pleased. Really did. impressed. And I thought he did pretty well. Um, yeah, really overall. impressed. Um, Tomlin's back for the next game, so you'd yeah. like to think they're keeping clean sheets. I'd like to see him score some more goals. And yeah. um, just on Smithies again, shows you how good Etheridge uh, Etheridge was for like a season or two. Just how good he his shot stopping was to be able to keep out a keeper of Smithy's standard basically yeah. well, so, uh, well a little bit on Bournemouth there Solanke uh, Solanke you know what I mean he's had, a, he's had a really good start of the season scored some scored some uh, some important goals in the in the games that he's played he obviously scored at Middlesbrough scored at Cardiff City and he scored uh, he scored another in another game so he's he's, uh, he's had a really strong start spot on mate and um next we had uh, where's my table uh, Luton Town click off here. Luton Town Luton Town, yeah, they've had a tough week. Um, they've had a good start, really good start. Been really impressed with the way that uh, they turned things around. Um, obviously, last weekend they beat Wickham. Um, but then, obviously, this week, uh, they lose to Stokes at your home 2-0. And then through the week, they get beat by Millwall 2-0. So, it's a really, really tough week. But those two games, what they had this week, they, they don't get much tougher than that. You know, the, the, the Stoke, for me, on paper, really strong side. Um, Powell, I thought was excellent in the game. Luton really lacked a few chances, but then you play Millwall, and Millwall uh, they're, they're so unpredictable, but they but they seem to get the job done, and they do a really good job. And Gary Gary Rout must be really pleased with the way that his team's playing. Jed Wallace, you know what I mean? He runs games, he runs games, he he he, he takes people on. Um, obviously, Craney scored the own goal just before half time, which makes a difference. Great time to score, but um, they've got an opportunity. And Millwall have got Kenneth Hall, but Kenneth Hall by the way playing in front, so. You know, I mean, they've got they, 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 they can't be that struggling for money if they've got people like him playing for them. Oh yes, and um, the thing I like about Luton is that no matter whether they win, lose, or draw, they uh, they're fun to watch um, going forward. Defensively, they're a bit streaky, but um, I enjoy their football. They they try to play in a good old-fashioned stadium. Yeah. Uh, next up is. Uh, the mighty borough. Yeah, the mighty Reds. Um, two clean sheets in a week. Um, not the two, not the best two games of football I've ever watched. I'll be honest, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. uh, really bad. But um, I know what what was coming. I knew what style of football was was coming. The Bristol City game was probably one of the worst games of football I'd ever seen. It had to be a mistake, which was gonna which was gonna win the game. Uh, Savile took it really well. I'll be honest. Uh, I thought defensively, Bristol City were all over the place for the goal. But once that goal went inside, there was. There was no way in the world Middlesbrough wouldn't let a goal in. You know the way they set up, they weren't even hard to beat. It was just somebody just stuck five buses in the way in the way that the eighteen yard box. Nobody ever was getting through it. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, but that's the nil nil one factor. Yeah, and, and I think that's what we always said, wasn't it? Is that he'll keep it them works. tight. Is whether they can score enough goals. It's effective throughout uh, the season. And I don't think I don't think they can. So I don't think they've got enough creativity in midfield and I don't think they've got that centre forward who will get you the 15-20 goals which which get you in the playoffs Spot on uh, One team who has got their act together this season and again they've had a very good week is uh, Stoke City um, who you know we've talked about a lot over the last couple of or the last season and this season just how this on paper they look awesome but they wouldn't didn't seem to be able to get it together 
Um, they seem to be slowly getting it together, mate. Andy's gone for a run. Um, but yeah, Stoke, I just talking on Stoke, but I think they've been doing very, very well lately. I like uh, a lot of their players, and they're, they're holding it. They're just getting a bit of momentum. Um, Stoke City, mate, getting a bit yeah, of momentum slowly. Sorry, my sound went off there. Yeah, um, listen, they've got the best squad in the league, so you know, I mentioned the, the Luton Town game. Um, Stephen Fletcher, you know, listen, he's one of their best centre forwards in the division. You know what I mean? Leads the line really well. He's aggressive. He's got a good touch. He brings he brings people into the game. And Nick Powell, I thought his finish was outstanding. And you know what I mean? He's got an opportunity to score fifteen goals if he's playing regular in a good in a good side. Um, uh, and then obviously Stoke City play at home against Barnsley. Would the game have been different if they didn't have Collins sent off potentially? You know, because to get sent get him sent off at two all with half an hour to go. You know what I mean? It takes obviously a uh, a big, uh, a big opportunity for them to go and get the the, the three points, but they they're a lot stronger, a lot better um, going forward. You know what I mean? You've got the, your Campbell, Fletcher, Powell um, on the bench. You've still got your Gregory, your Tom Ince, Sam Vork. So going forward, it's unbelievable. And you've still got Joe Allen to come back when he comes back yeah, from his injury as well. So they're, they're going to get stronger as well, which is quite scary. Yeah, and like Leslie makes a good point there. They got so much money um, with yeah. the family, which backs them. Um, it just is what it is. Um, but they, like you say, great squad. And Collins' red card versus Barnsley has been rescinded as well, I saw uh, earlier. Um, next up is Huddersfield. Uh, had a really good week. Two wins, beat Swansea City away in Derby at home. And I thought Bakuna was excellent uh, in both games. He's, he's scoring goals from, from wide right. He's creating chances. Uh, and for, for the season they had last season, Si, you know what I mean? This what is like talking cheese, exactly. And they've got a new manager, so you know he's obviously uh, enjoying his time. And as a manager, from from being a uh, under twenty three coach or wherever he was at Leeds United, but yeah, he's doing a really doing a really good job. Yeah, they beat so they beat Swansea two one, and they beat Derby one nil, yeah. and they drew with Rotherham before that. Yeah. So you know they're getting a bit of uh, momentum. Yeah. Uh, Norwich City. Down from the Premier League, a bit stop starty so yeah. far. Yeah, they were, but they've had a good week. So is this is this the catalyst for them to kick on? Um, they beat Rotherham away with a last minute last minute winner, uh, John Hugill, and then the win uh, against Birmingham City with an eighty seven minute winner. So their confidence, their fitness levels, you know, what I mean, they're going right to the last, which I think is so important for the manager and the, and the team. And I look at the I look at the squad on paper. You know, we, you've got Tim Cruel in goal, you've got Hanley and Ben Gibson defenders. Um, You've got Jordan Hugill, you've got Pookie up front, you've got Cantwell, yeah, you've got they've got Aaron's at fullback. They've got some of the standout Premier League players who, who got them there, who, who nearly kept them there. So listen, I think they've they've got a great chance to go up. Yeah, I really like Van um, Vranchik, is it? Yeah, he's Ran, got the winning Vranchik. goal against uh, Birmingham. Yeah, I um, really really like him. I think he's yeah. a fantastic player. Um, Brentford, they seem to all another team getting it together yeah. now. Um, yeah, a little, well, start. Yeah, they've had a uh, they've had a good week. Uh, four goals, four goals for Ivan Tony. Uh, beat uh, two good sides. Company yes, City at home and Sheffield Wednesday away. And listen, um, we were both concerned about the players that were leaving and were the players going to come in and, and, and be able to compete at the same level. But listen, Ivan Tony's coming in and probably over surpassing everything what I thought he was going to do. So um, I think it's so important that that they continue this uh, this way of playing and. Uh, obviously, Ivan Tony scored another two against the week before, by the way, against Preston, 2 0 up, but then got beat 4 2. If that result could have been different and they held out second half, then they would have won four out of four and it would have been huge. 
spot on, mate. I um, I've been impressed with them last couple of weeks, last couple of games. Really, really think they've been. They look slowly starting to look like not the Brentford of old, though, because I feel like where they've sold uh, or they've got rid of Ben Rama and uh, uh, Ollie Watkins, they they've had to adjust the way they they play going forward. They're not the same Brentford as last year, even when they've picked up a bit of form. It's uh, it's a bit different, but I like it. I um, yeah, like I agree. say Tony he was what a signing mate. Oh. How much they how much they pay for him? Uh, well, I think it's, not I much, think was it's, it? No, I don't think it's a lot of money at all. Compared enough. to what they brought in from Ben Rama oh. and uh, silly money, silly money. What are you thinking then? Nearly fifty million pound. Yeah, he was. So. He would. He's not. But didn't pay more than five million for Tony. No, I think it was three. I think it was three well, in total. That is, and that's you know a good. Mean? You know, I wonder whether Peter if they if they'd signed Tony at the end of the window, whether they'd have been asking closer to ten. No, yeah, dub- at least double. Brentford have brought in fifty, yeah. um, and then we have the uh, the Lions, the Millwall. Uh, Gary Rowett has passed positive for um, COVID nineteen. So best wishes to him. Um, you know, the, the, uh, you missed, you missed the that. team, by the way, but we'll, we'll, we'll go back to them. I oh, don't want people to say that. Who did I miss? Who did I miss around? Who did I miss? The Swans. I don't want people to say we've been biased, by the way. No, they're not. They're not doing. Uh, uh, my table's live, sixth. that's why. Uh, my table's live, so one of the teams. Um, Millwall uh, have had a great week. Two wins out of two, two London derbies. Beating Wickham away, beat Luke Town at home. I don't think it doesn't get better than that, you know, that they even give Wickham a head start, so. Um, and still beat them 2-1, so they can test themselves by, by giving, giving goals away. But Gary Rowe must be really pleased. Really pleased in the way that they've started um, and got themselves in a really good position, scoring goals and not normally letting a lot of goals in. Yeah, mate, uh, Ross Wallace is just so good, mate. Oh, how's he? How they've kept him, I do not know. How no one's had a little nibble at even, even when he doesn't score, he contributes so much going forward. But he works back as well. Like yeah, yeah. he's a really, really top player. Uh, next up on my live table is Swansea City. What a bad week for the Swans, was she? Yeah, horrific. Uh, and they lost, lost Joe Road uh, Road on to Spurs. Yeah, uh, obviously lost at home to Huddersfield Town. Really bad results. Uh, Joe away from home at City, which we spoke about about beating the teams who've just come up. Uh, yeah, they've, they've got to they've got to make sure obviously things improve. Play Bristol City tomorrow as well, and then Stoke City, and then Blackburn, and then Brentford and Norwich. So they've got a really really tough month ahead. So it's going to, this is a really te- this is a test for them now, sir. It's a it's a test for the players to see if they they can step up to that Premier League. You know, that you look at the impact that Brewster had last year. They need someone to step up to the place and not just wait on IU to score the goals for them. Yeah, spot on, mate. Uh, what else have we got then? So we've got. Who's above the Swans? Brentford. Oh, I've got. I keep going off the bloody table. So we just done Brentford, and then next with AFC Bournemouth. Um, they've had a bad week in co- in comparison to, to 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 where they want to be. Obviously, drew on to QPR, nil uh, nil. Drew against Cardiff City away one all. So I think the Cardiff City result that they'll have probably taken. I think they'll have, they'll have looked for probably four points that week. I think they look at the QPR game and think it's uh, it's points dropped. They had a lot more chances. Um, than QPR did, they just probably deserve to win the game, but you've got to put your chances away. You know, I mean, defensively they look pretty strong side for me. So I think if um, Jason Tindall can uh, and Jonesy can have them defensively strong, they'll they'll have an opportunity to carry this uh, good run forward. Yeah, I think I said um, I think I said Rod Wallace. Um, Jed, not Rod Wallace. <laughs> Rod Jed was a good Wallace. Rod was a good player though. Quality mate. What was it? Rod Rodney Danny. Rodney Danny and there's another one as well. Uh, 
Oh, I'll find out now. Uh, next up, Watford. Ray. 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 Uh, Watford. Uh, Watford, yeah. Oh, listen, the goal on Friday night by Pedro was, was out of this world. Uh, deserved to win any game, so it's a fair play to be scored again against Blackburn Rovers um, to win. Uh, Tom Cleverley as well scored. And listen, they're a, they're a good side and they're going to... They're gonna, they're going to be a team to beat if uh, if teams aren't going to be careful because they they don't let a lot of goals inside. They're, they're, they're really solid to beat. They've let two in this season. They've scored six, so they've scored a goal a game, but they've scored three in that game. But they've got thirteen points out of six games so far, so they've had a they've had a really good start. Uh, speaking of good starts, Bristol City second place. And yeah, what a start they've made. Yeah, amazing start. Obviously, I, th- I watched the game um, on Tuesday. I thought they were really clueless. Uh, which really surprised me about this about the start they had because they scored yeah. goals and created chances and they just lacked. You know, I was really looking forward to seeing Patterson because everyone's raving about him. He's playing really well. He's uh, he's been in your he's been in your, your ups. I think at least once this yeah, started. Twice, and he's, um, but uh, I was really disappointed. You know, Do I mean, you think they did, looked, um, did a you job on it. Clueless, but I thought in uh, defensively and going forward, I thought they looked really disjointed. Like yeah, well, I, th- I think uh, I think the tactics and middles were really. Really threw them, and I don't know why it threw them because I think they should have really known what was what was coming, um, and sitting and letting them have the ball and playing out from the back and not having no pressure, and the defenders got nervous. And the longer the game went, the the players were getting more nervous, and obviously the mistake what what the lad made for the goal was just yeah it was really really poor because he had so much time in the ball he had five options to do what he should have done or could have done, and then he made a really really poor judgment and got beat one nil and. And he was obviously devastated after the game, and people trying to bring him up and get him, get him through the last ten minutes of the game, but it just wasn't happening. Indeed, mate. Um, but Elliot in the chat has just said Bristol City will be relegated. I tell you what, if Bristol City get relegated after the start they've had, that'll be the, one of the most extreme falls <laughs> from grace I've ever seen. If they get sacked, Lee, Lee, uh, Lee Johnson will get the job back. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer man. Um, <laughs> Next up, Reading, sitting pretty. Another great start to another season before they fade away dramatically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't believe how they started, Sai. I'll be honest, I can't believe how they started. They've had, they did uh, it last year, though, as well, didn't they? I know, but, not but as good keep, as this. But they're keeping clean sheets this time, which I don't understand. Mm. You know what I mean? They're, you know what I mean? Normally, uh, the, the, the big card is hitting the 3-1 or 3-2 on the first, was it the first day. Uh, but obviously, this time, they beat Barnsley 2-0 at the few weeks ago then the big Cardiff away a clean sheet against Watford a clean sheet against Middlesbrough a clean sheet against Wickham you know what I mean so and they've got goals in the team you know I look at uh, I look at some of the players uh, moving forward uh, Lucas Lucas Jow you know what I mean you've got your, you've got Mite uh, Estjana Olise uh, you know I mean? the three behind the one uh, are really effective in scoring goals you've also got Puskas on the bench who's it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad to bring on who can't who can't come Incredible, on. So it's, uh, exactly. So I think it, it tells its bigger story when you've got. And this happened to um, to Preston North End last year. That when you've got squad players uh, as good as those, uh, it has a it has a big impact. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay, so that's the teams. That's the leagues. We're gonna um, we'll put our predictions on social media. So to finish us off, we're gonna go two up and two down. Um, and I think we'll start with a negative. And then we'll finish on a positive. Who you got for your first down, mate? Uh, my first down, I've gone for Bristol City's defending because I thought, um, especially against Middlesbrough, um, I just thought they had so much time on the ball to make these kind of decisions. And I thought they were poor, uh, and obviously the goal accumulated with that decision. And yeah, they just they just lacked ideas, and, and for me, they were clueless. Yeah, I was going to go for uh, Daniel Bentley and uh, Taylor Moore because it was just a schoolboy error, complete howler, cost them three points versus Borough and. 
you can't do that at this level but obviously because you went with it i went for qpr because one like we said in the when we were talking about it one week they're really good one next week they're absolutely all over the place and um the second the midweek game this week their defense was appalling yeah. really poor totally agree. Like, totally agree so disorganized all over the place so i gave my first down to them you got for your second one mate um, I've gone for Millwall's defending against uh, Wickham Wanderers because I just thought it's disastrous. And you can't afford to give any side, you know what I mean? About, and it's about overplaying side for me, you know what I mean? They yeah. make these the kind wrong of mistakes. Areas, yeah, the wrong areas because uh, if that's. I've always been uh, coached and told um, first five, ten minutes, get them turned. You know what I mean? Not overplaying, pass it back to your goalkeeper and make angles and. Uh, and just, just, just play a game that you don't play in, in the last 20 minutes that you do in the first 20 minutes. It doesn't make sense to me. Just play the same way from first to last um, because if you're playing against a Watford uh, or a Middlesbrough or a Cardiff City, you might not be able to turn that result round. So, you know what I mean? They're very fortunate that, that they ended up having a, a Jed Wallace um, and other very talented footballers to turn that around against a, against a poor side. Spot on, mate. Uh, my second down, I went for McDonald of uh, Rotherham for his sending off, sending off versus Norwich City because I think that changed the game. I know it was after the equaliser, but for Norwich to equalise and then uh, Rotherham go down to 10 men, I feel like that killed killed yes. any hope they had. of. Uh, and when you're struggling and yeah. you're, you've come up into this league, we've discussed like, how big the difference is between League One and Championship. You yeah. can't make silly decisions like that, which you know ultimately cost your team. So, no, I totally um, agree. Totally agree. Yeah, feeling a bit harsh today, but maybe that's what you've got to do, mate. Um, who's your first up, mate? Uh, my first up, I'm going to start with Bakuna from Huddersfield Town. Um, obviously, he's playing a pivot role um, with Huddersfield this season from the right hand side. He's beating players. He's been positive. He impressed me last year in the games I watched him. But he didn't get the rewards and things that he needed, so it was nice to see him now starting to get a few rewards and scoring some goals, which which matches performance. So yes, it's nice to to see him getting some personal rewards as well as team rewards. Good shout, mate. That is. Um, so my first app is Rodney Wallace. No, uh, my first app is um, Jed <laughs> Wallace, just because everything which Millwall do well and they're doing a lot well at the moment goes through him. Um, but I just think he works so hard for the team, not just his quality going forward and his assists, his goals, but his, his work rate for the team is superb. Uh, second up, mate. Um, my second up is uh, Ivan Tony. Listen, the most informed player in the Championship so far. You know, he's got uh, six goals in the last three games. And if he can keep this kind of form going, then he'll be a Golden Premier League player come, uh, come January because if... Um, He's going to end up scoring more goals by Christmas than uh, Ollie Watkins did. You know, I mean, look how Ollie Watkins has taken to the Premier League with Aston yeah. Villa. So, yeah, um, be it. But everyone, everyone did say though to me that, that Ivan Tony was a Premier League player in the in the making. So, you know, what I mean, for me, I think he's made the right step in the right move to yeah. to a, a club like Brentford. Who've listened, they've got notoriously bringing some and, and pass through some some silly yeah. centre forward to the Premier League. So, I think he's he, he's he's selected his club very wisely. Yes, yes, indeed. And the other thing with that is, like, there's always going to be a Premier League team who's struggling for a goal or struggling yeah. for goals in January. Who are going to look at the Championship? Who's who's banging form? You yeah. know, we saw it with Jared Bowen before that. Um, my second up was Harry Wilson, um, because I just think not just his goal, which was superbly taken, um, his overall play and. Uh, his creativity I think he's going to really take the pressure off Lee Tomlin who's back next week 
because with Kyle, without Harry Wilson, say on Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever it was, Kyle don't win that game because yeah, Tomlin because Tomlin's injured. I agree. Um, and you know, I said I've mentioned the Cardiff didn't address the fullback area. One thing they did address was the pressure on Lee Tomlin. So you got to give him credit for that. Um, very very quickly, I'm just going to shoot a couple of questions for you, um, which you can answer because um, we're then going to shoot off the air. Um, Halloween special. Uh, someone said, "Are we going to do? Can we do a? Can we do a Halloween special? I don't know what day Halloween is." No, no, and right. also, we've all we've all got kids as well, so we'll have I've to. Got see my mask on. I've got my mask on anyway. So yeah. Uh, uh, same person, Elliot said, "Can we do a? Will we give do a giveaway when we get to a thousand subs?" Hundred percent. I will do a giveaway when we get to a thousand subscribers. Yeah, we've, we've had this idea, haven't we, sir? You know that we've got uh, we've got some plans in the making. Uh, you know, yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, we've we've tried. There'll these, probably be uh, a couple of gives away giveaways yeah. when we get to a thousand. We've tried certain because... things. I, I think we want to revisit um, uh, a watch along again, don't we? From what what, what yeah. we do, especially if it's a if it's a midweeker or something, and there's you know what I mean. It, it, it'd be it's it's, so, it's an idea what we what we what we want to revisit again because it was very successful. Yeah, and I mean one idea maybe for Halloween I'm literally me and Andy haven't talked about this we just just sprung to mind is if there's games on Halloween we could do a watch along with me and you and maybe we could have some people jump in some some former friends of uh, former guests could jump in for 10 minutes here and there and yeah. just do a watch along or something like that I don't know we'll have a look um, oh that's my that's very kind of my <laughs> wife to say we've got lots just of costumes it. no we're right, right, right. You, you just need to dress up. Becky you just keep them to yourself <laughs> um, there was another question I was going to shoot at you and I can't remember it uh, 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 who replaced Brewster at Swansea um, it's that boy I've forgotten his name who I've been banging uh, on about all season well are you obviously is the main, is, is the, is the main striker and they brought in the Willard from Wolves um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name now uh, but it's lad from Wolves so I'm just going to find it just very quickly just bear yeah. with me oh Halloween is a Monday so yeah we oh, will definitely it? do uh, something uh, oh that might be the week mate for that guest oh yeah it might be oh that'll be a cracker mate it might be uh, I can't he's got a double barrel name anyway I can't, I can't recall it right. I can't recall it he's, 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 he's a young young lad yeah he's on lad from Wolves yeah but he's, 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 um, he's had a great start of the season Mm, spot on. And uh, very lastly, um, can you put baked beans on pizza? No. Well, you can. You go. You can, but you won't be coming to my house. <laughs> Do you have pineapple on pizza? Um, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of ham and pineapple. I uh, see. I don't like ham and pineapple, but I always I have pizza on every uh, pineapple I have pizza on every for pizza. I have, I have pizza for me. Oh, we had pizza for tea tonight. Oh, mate! I, I want pizza for tea tonight. Making, hey. a, making, a, appear, making an appearance. Um, we had pizza tonight for tea, so uh, we had just plain pizza, didn't we? Oh, back. Come here with Domino's. Right. Yeah. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Spread the word. Get involved. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do it because I think we're up to like 900 and something. The thousand subscribers was our first long-term goal, which we set ourselves. Um, and yeah, so we're very close now to that. And obviously that'll be a massive reward for all the hard work to be put in. Um, got a new cricket show dropping tomorrow with not one but two interviews with the top level eight former England internationals. Sunday night, 8pm, the brand new Mental Health in Sport football edition with former Wales international David Cottrell this time around. Cracker. And uh, 
it's going to be a good one. Um, thank you to all the people who checked out the previous shows because I really appreciate that. Obviously, it's an important subject. And, um, yeah, Mr. Campbell was very very honest in everything he talked about. So, uh, I, yes, I appreciate which I everyone. Think, which, I think is, which I think is key, Si, you know what I mean? People who do do wanna, it, and people who do want to listen to um, what I said, you know what I mean? And especially listen to um, to David um, and to, obviously, all, all of other sides, all the other shows, because... Um, if, if if one of those moments or one of those triggers um, happens or has, has happened to you, I think it's so important that you that, that listen to what things have have helped someone else because it might help you. I, I'm yeah. just you know what I mean. I'm just I, I've I've always tried to use something else to help help somebody else or listen to advice and um, and it hasn't hasn't done me any harm so far. Yeah, and I mean one thing I'll just say quickly on that show is um, I, had, I had several guests lined up. Two guests have had to pull out two top level footballers about to pull out uh, ex-footballers because close friends have uh, committed suicide recently and that just shows how important this subject is got to keep talking about it it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be emotional it's going to be upsetting but we have to reach people who are struggling and if you're struggling you've got to talk about it but uh, anyway in the meantime we'll be back Monday um, we could have something special and different lined up. We could be going a bit old school and a bit uh, unscripted and uncensored. You never know. But until then, we will see you 8 o'clock Sunday for the Mental Health and Sport, 7.30 live Monday for the Andy Campbell Football Show. Until then, have a great weekend, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for commenting. Subscribe. See you, guys. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. Oh, she watched you on the show, Ross. She's seen you on the show. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance is the same dad. family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick. Then we'd get enough money to take care of us, and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want You're the one I trust And I'll always be around When I need some love and baby No one else Yeah It's gone Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.